the number one metric for business, life, and relationships. In this video, I'm going to cut out all of the noise that exists in the entrepreneurial and investment communities. And we're gonna drill down on the number one most important piece of any business, any investment, and anything personal in your entire life. If you peel back the layers, the key to every single thing in your life is growth. Consider the current economic situation. If you have money in a savings account, you might make maybe 3% in that account, if you're lucky. With some estimates in recent years topping over 20% in true effective inflation. If this is the case, then a savings account will never ever be able to keep up to this. Let's be real. So to get ahead, you must make your money grow. Think about a shark that swims even during its sleeping. Your money needs to keep growing and keep moving at all times, or you will fall behind, simply put. If you put your investments into place properly, you can grow your wealth while you sleep. And guys, this is the goal of everything that we're talking about. But what if you're concerned about losing money? This is a good point. With returns typically come risk. It's a fair concern, but in all investing, you're gonna have to take some risks in order to get to the rewards. Still, some investments are inherently riskier than others, and some are also far more rewarding. That's the nature of investing. For example, you've probably heard of a, a 60-40 balanced portfolio. This is most commonly referred to as a split between stocks and bonds, but many people use it as a standard split between something that offers growth in the 60% category to define a portfolio breakdown between growth and stable investments. For the 60%, you typically wanna lean towards things that are more growth oriented. This could be stocks historically, if you're finding good opportunities or funds or different avenues that you can invest in through real estate. And then the 40% is typically things that are much safer. This is historically bonds, but we're seeing now that this 40% is more commonly being made up of things like income funds or other really stable investment opportunities. So while the 60-40 portfolio of the past might've been more stocks and bonds, today we're seeing a really good mix of people using things like high opportunity real estate mixed with fixed income investments. At the end of it all, your goal is to mix growth and safety in your portfolio in a 60-40 fashion. The goal being here that the 60% split allows you to get more growth and squeeze out more of the upside on your investments, while the 40%, that fixed income, that stable, stable, conservative side of the investment, allows you a hedge against potential losses and investment risks that you're going to encounter in your investing journey. So how much growth will a 60-40 classic portfolio provide? Well, a 60-40 safe portfolio is considered the best by many investors because it has the most risk-adjusted return for the risk hedge that you have. For example, since the end of the 2008 to 2009 financial crisis has returned an average annual growth rate of 11.5%. But if you needed funds for your portfolio, let's say at an inopportune time, maybe your timing was bad, which by the way, when the market's the worst is usually when you need the money. If this was the case for you and you needed money at one of those bad times in the market, you might have seen much worse results. For example, in 2022, a stock bond portfolio of 60-40 lost an average of 16%. 
Remember, growth investments like stocks and real estate, etc., are meant to be long-term. They are designed that way because more often than not, you're gonna win over a longer period of time. Over the last 95 years, that 60-40 split portfolio has averaged an annual return of just under 10%. Okay, but what if you took on, let's say, a little bit more risk and crafted a portfolio with, let's say, 80% stocks and 20% bonds. Well, in that case, you could have enjoyed an annual return of just over 11%. And while we're going over history, it's also interesting to note that in almost every single year that stocks dropped, the next year they more than made up for those losses in that following year. So, okay, we talked about the more aggressive approach. What about the approach that's less aggressive? More of a 50-50 allocation of a growth of a stable investment balance. Well, in that case, your return drops down to 9.3% over that period of time. All right, well, that's all great, unless you need to take your cash out in one of the poor performance years. So the difference is about 1% in either direction. But how much difference does 1% really make over the long term if we're looking at a long-term investment strategy? The answer is that 1% compounded over that many years makes up a massive difference. Let's use another example. If you invest $1,000 a year, the return differential is relatively small. $100 at 10% versus 110 at 11%. But take in another example, $100,000 and invest that over 25 years and the difference is pretty ridiculous. At a steady 10% rate of return with no additional investments, meaning you invested $100,000 once, that initial $100,000 will generate over $733,000 in that 25 year period. All right, pretty good. But if the investment returned a steady 11% over that same amount of time, the return would be over $983,000 over the same time. That's a difference of over $150,000 for the same amount of effort, for the same amount of investment period, for the same amount of investment. That's pretty remarkable, right? But let's go back to that 50-50 conservative portfolio approach with a 9% return. That same $100,000 over the same period of time for 25 years will only earn a little over $537,000. Again, a major discrepancy in profit over that long period of time. How does that actually apply to your business or your career? The fact is, if you're a business owner, your business also needs to grow to stay healthy. It's absolutely mandatory. Your employees expect increased compensation and increased opportunities, and your customers expect new product improvements over that time. And if you have investors, they also expect to earn a return on their investment. One surefire way to guarantee you're failing at business is by refusing to adapt to the market and reject growth altogether. Let's say you start your company with an innovative product and it's way ahead of its time and it sells really well. Now that's as great of a start as anyone can hope for in their business. But in a year or so, you're gonna need to adapt and improve your product from where it started. The best way to do this is obviously to listen to your customers because they are the ones paying your bills after all. And they will often give you the best feedback, even the feedback that you need to hear that you don't really want to hear. Some of these might be new ideas that you didn't really ask for. But if you take them to heart, you could take the company to an entirely new level. 
And here's one that's often overlooked in new businesses. Another important note about customers is to ensure that you're offering an outstanding response to their needs and issues that they're giving to you. When you understand that customers have options and if you don't treat them with courtesy and respect, whether in person or online more often than not, they will take their business elsewhere. But there's also opportunity here. On the other hand, customer retention is one of the easiest ways to boost your revenues at your company and to continue that strong growth trend. It's gonna be significantly less and easier and more cost-effective to market, sell, and keep your existing customers than it is to acquire new ones. So keep the customers that you do have very happy in the meantime. At Saint, our strategy to keeping our investors happy is to be extremely open and clear with our communication from the start. That gives our investors the ability to know exactly what they're getting and it allows us to manage expectations very well. And from there, the other side of our business, the acquisition side of our business, has an amazing detailed process for finding new off-market investment opportunities. When deals are not on the market, it allows us to boost returns and give our investors something unique that we literally can say no one else has access to. And while we can and we definitely do brag about our returns, equally as important is this allows us to give our investors an ongoing wow factor. It says, hey, here's a new deal. Here's a new investment opportunity for you to take a look at. And this always gives them new opportunities to invest in different things that they might find valuable versus others. And remember that 60-40 breakdown? We try to achieve the same thing. That is the point. If your customers want both sides, and in the investment community that might be growth and consistency, then give them that. Then give them exactly what they need. For us, that's giving a fund that offers growth and higher returns, and we have an income fund that gives much more flexibility and much more stable returns. So if you're a business owner, find out exactly what your customers need and give them that. If you're constantly delivering on that, your business will grow the direction it needs to. So what about the personal side then? What I hear extremely commonly is I don't have time for personal growth if I'm focusing so much on financial growth or family growth or even fitness growth. The truth is all of us only have time for what we make time for. So in that case, make time for personal growth and yourself. Investing in your emotional and physical well-being is critical if you want to enjoy the rewards of success in your business and in your investing. I've said it before and I'll say it again, you can't pour from an empty cup. Your cup must be full in order to give your time, energy, and attention to other things as needed. And this is also a great philosophy to empower yourself to try and improve every single day. Remember the shark, guys. If it doesn't move forward, it will die. Humans are similar in this way. You must grow to thrive and feel fulfilled in your life also. Just on a personal note, I would recommend considering some ways to find personal satisfaction and then pursuing them. Some hobbies that are really beneficial to you. Perhaps you want to travel. Don't wait till retirement. Make the time now. Sadly, that amazing trip that you're imagining in your head might not be as fun in 30 years when maybe you don't have the energy to enjoy it. Or, God forbid, you can't enjoy it at all. Maybe you wish you knew more about a certain topic, whether in or history or politics or even ancient Egyptian religions, right? Take a class, buy an audiobook, or subscribe to a free podcast now.
feed that growth urge that you have inside of you and don't risk losing that instinct. That is pure gold and pure fuel to move yourself forward. Modern technology and resources have wiped out every excuse for lack of learning that exists today. Incremental change is progress and once you get on the right path, you will definitely find that your motivation increases and leads to more change. From there, consistency is gonna be the number one factor that will carry you to your goals. Achieving personal growth goals will swell your self-esteem, your pride, and satisfaction in your business and your life. After life's basic needs, growth and improvement should always be your top priority, and this includes investing. The end goal is to invest in the big leagues for real estate which inevitably means investing into the highest return projects with the biggest tax benefits you possibly can. This can lead your financial life to incredible growth as well. But to unlock these massive investment opportunities, you most often you need to be what's called an accredited investor. I'm putting up a video next to me now on what an accredited investor is and how to become an accredited investor. With this knowledge, you can move forward towards becoming an accredited investor yourself and investing into amazing projects, either with us at Saint or with many of the other amazing operators in the real estate space. What is an accredited investor? How do you become an accredited investor? Why should you become an accredited investor and what are the benefits to being so?